Welcome to the Management Insights Podcast Series hosted by McGraw-Hill. My name is Debbie Clare, Executive Marketing Manager for our management portfolio. Today's topic, embracing diversity and equity in the classroom. Our guest, Greta Kishbau from St. Petersburg College. Thanks so much for joining us. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you, Debbie, for having me. This is wonderful. This is a great opportunity. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, I'm Greta, and I have been teaching management business for about 15 years. I teach primarily for St. Petersburg College, but I also have adjunct at other schools, and I just have been involved in management, teaching business skills. I also work with veterans who are starting their own businesses, so uh, I just love adult education, mostly at the community college level because I am working with adults, uh, but I do have younger students also, so just the diversity from age groups and uh, different income levels all the way up. I have enjoyed teaching. I teach face-to-face and I also teach uh, asynchronous online. So I think you have a lot to bring to our conversation today and I can't wait to dig in. So what made you so interested in diversity and equity and in higher education? I think that in higher education, It's really our goal as professors to really make sure that our students are not only getting A's, (laughs) but, and and that's how we've always measured success. We've always measured success in the classroom by the, you know, the performance, the, the grade performance, but it's changing a little bit now. So we really are with challenges of inequality, maybe in income levels, or maybe it's just access to education, or maybe it's just different skill set levels coming out of high schools. Uh, we really are challenged now with getting um, getting our students on, on track and keeping them engaged and and more than just providing assignments that are exciting, but getting getting involved um, during COVID, we had a lot of students who uh, had financial difficulties or family difficulties. Um, you know, there's nothing worse than getting an email from a student that says that someone in their family, of course, has died of COVID and they have to travel or maybe education. They just can't. They've got to take a semester off. So I think we just really have to be more involved in, in what's going on in the environment. And that really affects and diversity and inclusivity. We, we really have to now delve and it's more than just providing. Um, just here, everybody, here's your tools. It's now getting more involved in getting the right tools to everyone and making sure that everyone can be successful at whatever level they're coming to us. So being in the community college, uh, I'm very fortunate to work with all different levels and and cultures. And, And it's a challenge now for us as professors. We really have to kind of take a step back and not only make sure that they're understanding the material, but that they're also getting something out of it for, for their life skills, for, for something that's going to carry them on. So more than just the A, <laughs> more than just um, they're all coming to us from different abilities. We also have students who um, have um, maybe a hearing disability or maybe a visual uh, impediment that's keeping them maybe from being able to read the material that we may not know about. So as, as much as we accommodate and try to accommodate students with different levels and different different uh, disabilities, we still are falling short now and making sure that everyone has what they need. So as we change, as we, you know, different ages start going to school, we have a lot of first time 
college students where they're the first ones in their family. And we're just, as they're coming in, we, we need to step up our game and really start to understand where they're coming from, what they need, and, and then how do we do that as a professor? We can't do it alone. So something we'll talk about, I think, Debbie, you'll ask me a little bit, what kind of resources. So it's, we're not alone. We're, we're all in this together. And I think we have the opportunity to really shine. Well, and I was going to say later, where we'll definitely talk about some of those practices that you're going to share with instructors. To kind of level set, how would you define diversity and equity for those folks that are kind of learning about it for the first time or kind of dipping their toes into this pool? I think diversity comes from understanding that we all come from different places and we all come at different levels. So not just where do you come from culturally? Okay, is your background, what what city or culture or or level? It's everything. So looking at diversity from the standpoint of you're coming into my classroom and you've got something to offer. So it's got to be, it's got to be, it, it's positive. And, and I like to think that I've always been very open to, to different, I, I teach face-to-face and some of the subject matter might get a little heated at times if we're talking about HR or we're talking about the changes in management. So we really delve into that. And I think by understanding that diverse your diverse backgrounds, the backgrounds of the students, where they're coming from, maybe what they like. So it could be something as simple as finding out uh, what they're interested in. Don't make assumptions. And we always talk about that. Probably number one rule is not to assume because someone is from another culture or different from you that they are different because they may have the skills uh, in, in a different area or they may be interested in something else. So coming up with a common ground. Okay. So that would be, that would be equality. We talked about that, making, making sure that, you know, everyone has what they need. Okay. But an equity would be making sure that we can reach everyone's potential. And that would be the example, like I mentioned, would be when you go to the classroom, you get a desk, everybody gets a table or a desk. Okay. But what if you're, you need a taller desk, okay? Or what if there's a student who has a back issue, so, and they might need a chair with lumbar support. That, that to me is the inclusivity part. Okay, we can make everything equal. We can say, well, you've got a pen and a piece of paper, okay? But what do you really need? What are some things? And, and then you'd really find out that students are more comfortable doing different, different things. And it's, so it's not just a cultural background. I want people to be very, very clear that understanding diversity is not just, okay, well, you're different from me. So let me help you. No, it's you're different from me. How can we, how can we talk or how can we get the things out and what can you do for me and what can I do for you and how can we uh, manage that together? And of course I teach management. So, so I want to make it real clear that that's a subject that gives me a little bit more freedom and flexibility to talk about these issues. But even, even students who, who maybe just don't have the things they need for class, or maybe they need a little extra something and it's, it's not, it's get going that extra mile or just making sure. So that inclusivity is making sure that we're all learning, that we're all engaged and not singling anyone out. So equality is getting everyone a desk. Okay, but inclusivity would be making sure that we have the right desk or we have the right tool or maybe there's a student that wants to stand. You know, I've had that before, too. So it, it could be all that and then bringing all that that in as well. Well, and I appreciate that you touched on that because I do think that there is some confusion in the marketplace about um, equity and equality. And so it's good that you were differentiating that. Now, how can professors that have been teaching management for so many years get these resources that they need to learn more about how to include 
equity and diversity in their classes. One, one of the things that a lot of colleges are doing is bringing in experts to talk. So we've already at our college had a couple. In fact, we're hiring a, a CEO of diversity. Uh, I'm not sure what that title is going to be called yet because it's so new, but right, we a are work in yeah, progress, right? a work in progress. And so most schools, a lot of schools now are bringing in a diversity off. We've always had like a diversity officer. And to me, that was just the person who made sure everybody was getting the steps. I don't know. It, it didn't make any sense. I think we're starting to ask those questions. What does a diversity officer do? So now we're looking at hiring folks in the C-suite, you know, at the upper level that will sit with the CEO. So colleges can take advantage if you're if you're if you have the opportunity that that person's going to be in place, take advantage of that, meet with that person, talk with that person, share ideas, or you can bring in speakers. We've done that too. So you can bring in guest speakers that can sit with the faculty and kind of give us an idea. And then you can also pick up a, there's a couple of books by Jennifer Brown. So look up Jennifer Brown, and she's got a brand new book on how to be an inclusive leader, okay, inclusive leader, and, and that can all be translated into the classroom, because teaching, I'm going to be honest with you, lately, teaching has been 2% of my job. <laughs> the other 98% has been dealing with issues, dealing with conflict, or dealing with students that maybe can't go to class, or, you know, obviously, because of the COVID pandemic and everything, I know we're sick hearing about that, but that really has forced us as professors to 98% of our time now is, is doing things that we've never done before, answering phone calls, emails, seeing students, meeting with students. So take advantage of, of a diversity officer or, or CEO of diversity and equity if they're coming into your school or bring in a guest speaker. I've done that a lot in my classroom where I'll bring in someone who can kind of share with us the perspective. I turn it into an assignment as a professor that I am. Um, so, or pick up something by Jennifer Brown. You can do a Google search on her uh, and just even just look around. There was a woman who did a yoga program and I looked at her book and her book was like 90% diversity and equity in yoga. And, and I went, whoa, among yoga teachers. And, and I thought, wow, okay. So different levels, different skill sets. Uh, bring in one of these folks and they can really, uh, someone like me, who's very, you know, I'm very naive, you know, I've been teaching 15 years, but, but I'm very naive to a lot of, of things that, that, that are about culture and diversity. So, so I'd like to learn more. And that's all I can do is learn the tools, learn what I can do. Well, I love the fact that you're reaching out to other alternatives to bring enhancement to your teaching, right? Because we don't know all the answers. Mm -mm. That's why we have to share best practices with others. So talk to us a little bit about some of those challenges and opportunities that are now being created for developing, say, your classroom culture. Okay. And I think one of the best things about the changes that are coming is that we can now ask students to uh, maybe share their stories or share their experiences. So take advantage. If you, if you have the opportunity to teach face-to-face -face or even asynchronous, uh, maybe you don't see your students, but you can have them maybe do a video about themselves or they can share cultural artifacts. Or And, and in this case, artifacts would be something that just says something about them. And, and you can really up your game in the classroom. In the classroom, you can have um, different types of team and sharing sessions and, and educate me. I have students educate me. 
Okay, I want to know. If I have a question, I ask it. I am never going to assume that a student knows this or knows that or doesn't know this or doesn't know that. I am always one of those folks who wants to know. And that's where management is going. Management is moving towards where the, the you know, someone asked me the other day, um, well, how did people, did people enjoy working from home during the pandemic? And I said, why don't you ask them? <laughs> Like instead of going out and trying to find some report that may not exist, why don't you ask your employees, ask your students, you know, we did, we polled our students and we have these live online classes that are half uh, video, half Zoom and half um, work online and we polled and they loved them and we're still doing them. So now that we're back on campus, we are still offering this live online, we call it, and it's doing really well. So you want to know how your students react? ask them and and putting that those are opportunities so so do more videos maybe or we talked about in our focus group even with you guys debbie we talked about that some people had brought up the fact that they're doing more videos or they're doing more instructional instructional type uh just even for their face-to-face classes so if you teach majority online obviously you might already be doing some videos but up your game and and get examples and and bring people out so if you can't bring a diversity expert into you Maybe you go out and find some YouTube videos or, or things like that, or maybe even have someone record um, that. So I think that's, you know, the challenge is how do I bring more of it in? We, we've got the tools. You, you just may have to, it may require you. Oh, another thing is there's a, there's a ACU, ACU, ACUE course, a whole course series now that they've developed and our school is giving us the tools to use these, um, these course resources and they're showing us how to do that now. And it's an instructor that's just kind of walking you through the stuff we already know. So as professors, we already know this stuff. We just probably haven't used it as much. <laughs> Or as well. You need like a refresher, right? They're total refreshers. So I, I had a professor the other day, a colleague say, oh, yeah, well, I already I, I said, but did you listen? Did you listen to what they said by doing this one little thing? You could save yourself time, your students time and, and bring them back. So so the engagement part, it, it becomes crucial. The engagement and getting them, uh, you know, to even log into the computer, you know, it becomes it, it comes back to us. So that that's something we have to work on. And it might in the beginning require us to spend a little more time. Uh, you know, I know we're all busy as instructors. We already are stressed for time, but it, it would totally be worth it in, in the long run. So what best practices can you share for effectively introducing diversity and equity in the class? Okay, I, I think we kind of touched on this a little bit already. I, I, I mentioned you can bring in experts. So, so if it's something that if it's something that you don't feel comfortable talking about, then like I said, you could bring in an expert that could maybe broach the subject for you. Um, but if it's something that you really do want to tackle in your classroom, then it's really going to be up to you to get the tools that you need. Go out and, and read read some books on the subject, or maybe you talk with other experts and, and really just introduce that to your to your students. You know, maybe there's a, I notice a lot of textbooks, management textbooks, there's one line about diversity, like one line, not even a chapter devoted to diversity, which is changing. Um, but now the, the books have either at least one chapter on diversity or they'll have more. And, and I think we're moving more toward that. So include it in the curriculum. 
become make it become i remember when the financial crash of 2007 we had all that ethnic stuff and enron and all that i remember that all of a sudden the textbooks picked up on corporate social responsibility so that's that's where we are now is let's pick up on this let's make it a part of the curriculum if if you have to go out and find a textbook that has that that's great or maybe a supplemental reading but i think you really can start introducing that in the classroom without compromising you know your teaching i think i think even if it's a few exercises or something that you start the day off with with discussion so even adding those simple practices really put you in the 21st century of what what people are expecting they're expecting the the instructor to know their stuff so you know your subject and whether you're teaching chemistry or management you you need to be you need to understand diversity and and maybe even make it part of that as well so and then how does inclusion fit into this picture I think inclusion fits into what we mentioned earlier, you know, making sure everyone have has the tools. So in my case, I might have students that have a learning disability, or maybe they need a reader, or maybe and we need to get those things to people immediately. So as soon as we know, there's going to be some kind of, um, we got to be proactive, you know, and that's, that's one of the seven habits, you know, going back to Stephen Covey, okay? So it's not new, but I think we really need to bring out our, our management books, you know, our self-help books and realize that some of the things like being proactive, being, being on top of it to, to understand. So not only, like I said, go ask someone, do, do you have the tools that you need? And I know in business, I do a little bit of marketing on the side for clients. And I know that the first thing I do when I'm done working with, with clients is I give them a survey. I want to know. I give a seminar. I want to know, did you learn something from the seminar? Did you, what did you get out of it? What, what would you do differently? We're starting to ask students that and they're, they're laughing at us, but next thing you know, they're writing like two pages, you know, wait, 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 don't write so fast. Um, asking, engaging students in, 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 in an, not just the end of course survey that we give everybody, but maybe you check in two or three weeks into the course, you check in and you find out, hey, and the questions are, do you have, do you have the tools? And they may not know what the tools are. So we may have to define what those are. And it could be, do you have, um, you know, do you, do you have course access or do you have the book reader? Do you have the things, uh, how's the chapters? Are you reading the chapters? We can, we can test that. And, and of course, through McGraw-Hill, they have wonderful Connect, and Connect can tell us what the engagement is from the educational side, but we can even go a little bit farther and, and find out from a personal standpoint, you know, uh, how often are you studying, or do you feel like you study enough, or so I think that inclusivity is not treating everyone like they're equal, okay, we, we're not all on the same playing field. And we've known that for a long time. I think we've just done a disservice to our students by assuming they have everything they need. So it could be something as simple as maybe someone needs extra time to do their work, or maybe what you've assigned for them is just not jiving because they don't understand. Maybe there's a language barrier and just being aware of those. So inclusivity to me is being aware of that through asking. Through, through, through inquiry, okay? So you, you, you need to know that stuff and you're not going to know it. I've been teaching for years and I still don't know everything, you know? So I think using that natural in inquiry and getting the answers that you need and maybe students might not tell you so you can do, go do some research on your own, but never assume, be proactive and, and just be aware that everyone has different needs right now, that we're not all, we're not equal. 
I love the fact that you keep on saying asking because it's about asking, listening, and adjusting appropriately. Oh, I like that adjusting. Yes, yes. Yeah. We have to be, you know, there's, there's no way that we can know what's going on. If, if you're a student and you've got three, my students have kids, they have three jobs, three kids, dogs, cats, you know, and I remember one point, one of our professors wanted to ban children from the Zoom calls, from the teaching class calls, like, and, and we all laughed and said, are you kidding me? We, 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 we enjoy that. If I'm a professor, I actually have dog day. I actually have dog day where we, I tell everyone ahead of time, next Tuesday night's Zoom class, bring your dog. And if you don't have a dog, we'll have cat day another day because we don't want to offend the dogs. But um, <laughs> yeah, so, and, and, and things like, I have one assignment where I ask them to go get an artifact from their house or wherever they are, somewhere on campus doing the Zoom call and they go get an artifact. I have another exercise where they have to cook, cook something, like they have to go to their kitchen and see what they could make in five minutes. That's an entrepreneurial exercise size and and they love it so it's 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 and but some students will come back and say I've got nothing in my fridge okay so then we talk about that so then we talk about the fact that okay what is that person's lifestyle like and what so and and they're they love it I I haven't had any and I do the surveys now and I'm getting I had one student fill out the survey like we did about halfway through I wanted to see if students enjoyed this live environment and the student was brutally honest and it was great it gave me some great feedback so and everyone loves the dog day I was going to say, who couldn't, right? And yeah. I love the fact that you're personalizing that experience. Yes, yes. Yeah. You're trying to bring everyone into the picture, right? Yeah. That they're yeah. learning about one another. You're becoming comfortable. Because yeah. yeah. um, guess what? When we get into the real world, we're dealing with a lot of different backgrounds and experiences, and we're going right. to grow from each other. That's, That's right. why you need these fundamental skill sets, those career readiness skills mm -hmm. to succeed when you move forward and into yeah. your career. And I think a lot of organizations, if you read the diversity book, I just picked up Jennifer Brown's book a couple of weeks ago. If you read it, it talks about the old fashioned way of coming to work and not telling your boss that your kid threw up five minutes ago and that's why you don't feel good or something, you know what I mean? And, and we're getting away from that organizations like Ikea gives, gives extra time for, for both men and women for either adopting children or having children. And I think you're going to see more and more organizations be open to, to these, these, to be more inclusive. Okay. So you've got a child that's sick at home where you can work from home. You know, we're going to see more and more of that. That was a small part before this pandemic. And now it's inclusivity is for everyone. Okay. I've got to take my dog to the vet or I've got to do this and that. So you start reading this and you realize how much we've been keeping inside how much we've been lying to ourselves over the years. And now by being honest with your boss should not count against you anymore. So that's what we're reading too. That's a whole nother subject for another podcast. Yeah. I was going to say definitely another talk <laughs> in the future, but definitely good. Yeah. Thing. But keep that in mind that things are changing. And as companies start to want to, to treat us more inclusive, um, you're going to see a lot of changes and a lot more people letting us work from home if that's what we like. And, and most of the companies have proved that we're, we're, we're being effective. So I was going to say productivity has actually gone up. The banks, especially the banks, like the banks, uh, our local uh, bank uh, said that their customer satisfaction rating has never been higher because people were able to get, get back to them quicker and the personal, even though it's on a camera. Yeah. 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 So um, what final advice would you have for your peers before we sign off today? 
I would say, uh, take it easy. Don't get, don't get nervous. <laughs> if you think, well, you know, gosh, I don't even know if I'm put, including diversity in my classroom. What do I do? Where do I start? Um, I think just the best thing is if you want to engage your students more, I think it's necessary. I think it's necessary to at least if you're not familiar, if you're naive, like like I, I always felt I was, go out and do some reading, go out and get yourself. You can take one of these free online courses, bring in an expert and really start to I think you'll feel better about yourself as an educator if you're fueled with that, you know, that knowledge and, and the background. And then you can you can always, like I said, bring in an expert or have somebody talk to to your students. But definitely don't be nervous. Take it with stride, but be as proactive as you can. Don't don't wait for these issues to crop up. Kind of already try to think in your mind that, you know, I need to be more of a diverse teacher. I need to I need to be a little more open and and uh, and it could be both sides that your your students are honest with you you're honest with them okay and 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 just it's going to take some time it's not going to happen overnight so just take it easy relax but be proactive uh, give yourself the the fuel you know give yourself the tools that you need before you can share that with others so greta thank you so much for sharing your perspective experience and advice To our listeners, check back for future topics and spread the word to your colleagues about our podcast series. Why? Because learning changes everything.